0: Hello and welcome to Succeed Through Speaking, the place for experts and entrepreneurs who want high-value ideas to boost business results. Hello, I'm Tom Bailey, and in today's Speaker Stories episode, I'll be getting to know Casper Craven, who is a serial entrepreneur and a leading authority in achieving big, bold goals through high-performance teamwork. He has built and sold a tech business for seven figures and has also worked as a CFO and a KPMG in previous roles. So Casper, hello and a very warm welcome to today's episode.
1: Hi, Tom. Great to be here with you. Thanks for the
0: invite. Yeah, thank you so much. And just out of interest, whereabouts are you in the world right now?
1: So today I'm in Surrey, just outside London, so nowhere particularly exotic.
0: So. No, no, but I'm sure you've got some speaking gigs lined up this year, hopefully abroad as well. Um, okay. But we'll get on to that, so thank you so much for that. And I just want to just share a little bit more about you before we do get started. So Casper has sailed around the world, not once, but twice. And the first time he led a team on a trophy-winning racing yacht in the BT Global Challenge. And the second time as a captain of his family team with his wife and three young children, who I believe were all under the age of 10 at the time.
1: They were, like, they were my children as well which always helps
0: oh great that does yeah you can tolerate them maybe a little
1: bit. I just realized in the, in the intro there some children No, they were mine so.
0: <laughs> great um well thanks for that and we'll talk more about that I'm sure as we go um and we've heard a little bit about your background in business and those incredible adventures that you've been on I'd love to know more about your journey with public speaking so how did this come about how did you become a speaker and have you always been a confident speaker
1: so uh, let's, 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 let's dive straight into it. So like so, when I was at school, um, I was bullied a lot and uh, I learned the safest way to, to sort of live life was to keep my head down and to never sort of uh, speak out. So I was the last person uh, in all schools that I was at you would ever pick to uh, becoming a public speaker. I used to hate it um, <laughs> with a vengeance. Um, so I could never imagine myself um, doing that through my um, my conventional career um, at uh, KPMG and so on, um, I had to speak um, yeah. at different events and things like that. And uh, I was terrified of that, hated that. And uh, again, uh, the thought of going and standing on stages was yeah, the last thing that I, w- I would want to do. Um, However, that did change um, when um, I came back from my second um, sailing adventure. And I'm paraphrasing a lot of stories in between. Uh there, And um, we had this uh, amazing experience. And I sort of in the journey to make all those things happen, um, I realized that I learned a huge amount. And I remember thinking, you know what, there's something that would be really criminal if I just keep these ideas to myself. And I remember going and uh, getting invited to do an after-dinner um, speaking gig. And the feedback and the reaction I got from the, from the room was just unbelievable. And I remember thinking to myself, you know what? If I can share stories and they can have such a profound effect on other people, I said literally then and there, this is what I'm going to spend my, my next 25 years doing this because it's the most meaningful thing that I've ever done in work. Uh, in the working world to use the power of stories to change someone else's trajectory how they think so um, I was hooked at that point and uh, that started me off on a journey uh, a long journey to uh, yeah learning about the speaking
0: business. Amazing love that great great journey and there's two things I want to pick up on there first of all the avoidance of speaking at, at school and beyond and then secondly I think we'll talk about you mentioned it would have been criminal had you not shared these these ideas through storytelling so we'll we'll go into that as well so first one just to reflect on avoiding public speaking I was very very much the same not through bullying actually just through I think a form of social anxiety a a fear of being judged by others Um, and again that wasn't because I was being bullied but because I thought maybe I would get bullied if I embarrassed myself Um, so just on that point there I personally became very good at avoiding public speaking. So, what were some of your strategies to avoid public speaking that you implemented?
1: You know that thing? Who wants to put put your hand up? Who wants to get involved in this? You'd be the last person to do that. You yeah. know, like the worst thing was you know when you're in a your room of people. Let's say I remember being at um, at um, you know, different work things, and you've got a room of eight people, and you've got to go around the table and you've got to introduce yourself, oh. and you're sitting there and it's just like oh, you just got that horrible feeling in your stomach. And it's just like you can't you you don't hear what anyone else is saying because you're so terrified about, you know, what are you going to say? Am I going to look like an idiot? Um, You know, all those sort of horrible thoughts going through your head. So uh, like you, I would just try and avoid it at at, at all costs and not be in those situations. Yeah. Inevitable. Uh um, Sort of, you know, work your way up the corporate ladder. You're going to have to do some more of that. So uh, I gritted my teeth and did it. But I yeah,
0: it, so. yeah, that really takes me back to being in a team of, of 10 and I was the eighth person to speak and it just gets progressively worse. That feeling of dread, that fear. You're going bright red and shaking before it's even got to you um i can definitely resonate with that
1: are getting sweaty now even just thinking yeah about, i know um, it's taking just, me back Just just being there mm. and um yeah you just want to get through your words as quickly as possible mm-hmm. and you're not enjoying the situation and yeah uh, yeah just get me get me through this
0: yeah and i think you know a lot of this is a lot of psychology behind this but it's ultimately that Fear of others' opinions, fear of judgment, fear of making a mistake, embarrassing yourself, having people laughing at you, and all of that is there. But like you said, you gritted your teeth, you did it anyway. Um, And then did you find that once you had started to do it, did it become a little bit more comfortable and did it help with your career trajectory as well once you did start doing it?
1: So when I was in the conventional corporate world, never particularly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. When I started launching my own businesses in um, in the early 2000s, um, actually, it became quite an important way for us to um, share ideas. And I developed a, a number of different ideas. And actually... I started to enjoy it a little bit more than sharing those ideas because I had important things that I wanted to share. And you and I remember making the mental switch. Actually, it's uh, I made the, let's say I half made the mental switch that it's not about you; it's about the impact on the other people, and yeah. and they, they want to hear the ideas. Uh-huh. And that's that's a theme that I've definitely developed through my speaking. Um, but in my entrepreneurial world, definitely got more comfortable with it. Not entirely, but more comfortable. So.
0: Yeah, that's a huge point about pivoting the spotlight off you towards the audience and if you can really think about how much value can I add or give to this audience through my stories, through my expertise, through sharing, that's where my focus should be on not am I going to trip over my words, am I going to make a mistake, am I going to embarrass myself, it's how much value can I give to this audience, I think it's a great way of reframing your perspective.
1: Yeah, absolutely i mean to, to extend that now to the speaking that i do i mean you know candidly speaking like no one no one gives a shit about your story mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, a bit about what's the impact that this can have on me yeah and that's a classic mistake i think that so many speakers make and i made it for a long long time thinking it's about me and my story it's got nothing to do with you you're mm. just a vehicle for um delivering a set of messages and it happens to be through the metaphor of story um but it's not about you <laughs> so um the sooner that, that that switch can be flicked the better
0: Better. Yeah, perfect. Great. And so I'm just going to just jump back then to that second point around you, you mentioned it would have been criminal had you not shared this message. So um the question I'm going to frame is that this podcast is called Succeed Through Speaking. What does that make you think of? How important is speaking to yourself in business or, or in life in general?
1: How important is it? So look, I mean it's the it's the the irony now is the Going and standing on a stage and, and sharing stories, it's the most impactful thing that I absolutely love doing now. And um yeah, give them a front of I absolutely love it. So um yeah, I, that, that that's pretty much what I can say about that. And then the ideas that come through that. Um Again, just having had all these different experiences. and I know when, when I've when I've shared these ideas and got down to detail and workshops with people, and you hear the stories that happen to people, not just in the moment because it's people go away after a talk and they get buzzy and they get excited, but then you hear the stories one year down the line, two years mm-hmm. down the line, three years down the line of how their world has changed. and um, it's just like, you know what, that's truly, truly meaningful work. Yeah so therefore it's like, okay, the reason that I'm going to get better at what I do is that I can impact more people, and uh, that is the that is the sole thing that that drives me. And you know, the number of gigs I get, how much I get paid, that is a that is a result of doing the other thing first, which is focusing on the impact.
0: Yeah, perfect. I think that's a really good point about impact, um, because you know, had had you wanted to impact lives one at a time, it will take you a lot longer. Then fill filling a room of people and impacting all of them at the same time. So it's just a great way to leverage your time, have more impact through using the, I guess, medium of speaking. So yeah, that makes complete sense.
1: Awesome. I often think, you know, whether I sort of, um, I'm speaking um, for a company um, on the continent um, next month, and there's, uh, I think it's like 30,000 employees from speaking to 160 senior leaders. And you just think about the ripple effect that goes mm. out from that, that potentially you can touch. Thirty thousand people inside the company, plus their families. Let's say there's mm-hmm. now four people in the family that you can suddenly see the ripple effect, the potential for these ideas to germinate and spread. And I, I occasionally speak at schools, and again, I think about the same thing: that the amount of ripples that that can have. So it's not just the immediate audience; it's the audience that that sits beyond that. So it's an incredibly privileged position to be in, to be able to um, share 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 stories that can travel.
0: I love that, and. That ripple effect almost puts your slight fear of embarrassing yourself to insignificance, really, compared to what impact you can have. So I guess a lot of people that listen to this podcast, my audience, are scared of public speaking. They may not be doing it yet because they have that fear. So I guess instead of thinking about what could go wrong if I do it, you know, what could go right if I do it? What impact could I have? What's that ripple effect that I could have over my lifetime to other people's lives? It's worth just getting over that fear is what I'm trying to get at, I think. Well, it's
1: interesting. So I've got two, two, two things that I've used around that. Um, the first one, which I don't really need to use anymore, because I'll explain why in the second one. But the first one, as I remember, um, you know, I had, remember having a scary moment. It was actually on one of our sailing adventures. And, um, you know, you've got a life-threatening moment and you're there with, with a child of yours. And you're thinking, it's like, you know, that's proper scary. Getting standing in front of a room and a bunch of people, it's like, which one would you rather be in? Yeah. Be in? It's like, what yeah. is like, well, there's no contest. Yeah. So like when, you, when you put it in different context, say, so mm. what's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? And then there's this. And we can all find something where we've been terrified, right? Yeah. So that's the, first, that's the first lens, that switch. And then the other one is just a 100, literally 100% focus on the audience. Because if you are focused 100% on the audience, you, you haven't got the room to think about yourself. Yeah. What you're thinking about is the impact they're going to have then there is no room to, to, to think about you so it's um it, it goes out the window so
0: yeah perfect so we talked about that first keynote dinner presentation that you did and um, which went really well and you know you might not want to talk about these but have there been any speaking experiences that you remember that didn't go so well was there any mistakes or anything that happened where you maybe wished it hadn't gone that way
1: no, they've all been amazing, Tom.
0: Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, of course. The, um,
1: so, like, um, I'm sitting in my studio right now, and on the wall over there is I have these um, sheets. And after every single speaking gig, I go through and I school myself. Great. Well, even better if. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally, every single thing that I'm doing, I'm taking, taking it apart and uh, i'm asked after every single piece of feedback that, that i can get so for me you know this is this is my mission and um it's that game of continuous improvements And yeah, there's been some howlers for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, you don't get the reaction that you want. And um, yeah, it's just sort of, um, yeah, the the, the uncomfortable uh, silences afterwards and that sort of stuff. So, um, but you need those because you the feedback Mm -hmm. because there's no way on earth you can start off in any business and just go straight there to being amazing. It's just impossible. So therefore it's that continuous um, iteration. And, you know, I, I have this mantra in my head, you're not good enough yet. And, uh, you know, ma- and I'll, I'll never be good enough. And it's just about saying, okay, how can I improve? And I'll just take apart, you know, one two minute segment of the, the talk and say, okay, how can I make this better? What can I improve? And then I'll work on another segment and I'll be, you know, um, speaking to other speaker friends and we're comparing notes, we're swapping notes I'm watching other speakers. I'm just like a continuous student of how to make it even better so it's, it's
0: a never-ending journey so yeah I love that and that's almost what I wanted to gleam is that there will be mistakes things go, will go wrong but almost you know accept them look for them bring them on because that's where you're going to learn the most and you're going to keep improving so yeah I love that way of framing it and actually having that big sheet on the screen to give yourself feedback and score yourself as well absolutely
1: yeah you're probably always far more brutal uh yeah. anyone else will be but uh, but that's how you get better isn't it so
0: Yeah, and and if you do struggle with that, you may well be able to find a coach who can, you know, give you some feedback as well or or ask you those difficult questions. So we've talked about people who are maybe at the very beginning of their journey, they are thinking about wanting to speak and we've given them lots of great advice and, and value. What about people at the other end of that scale? They have done a little bit of speaking. They may well have stood up in front of a couple hundred people before, but they've never been paid to speak. So what advice would you give to somebody wanting to pursue a career similar to yours and actually end up getting paid to speak as a career?
1: Okay. So the first thing is to be incredibly careful about who you take advice from. Yes. Um, There's, um, you know, you only want to be taking advice from someone who is a good way ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been tripped up by so many well-meaning people who've given me advice and um, you end up going down countless uh, rabbit holes. So, uh, you know, find someone who is in the place where you want to be. what yep. You want to do uh, find a way of adding value to them uh-huh. and, and uh, you know, get glean, whatever advice that you can. I was very fortunate. Um Uh, earlier in my speaking career career to get to know uh, a very successful speaker and uh, he's given me some fantastic advice and he's seen my talk a few times and every time it's like okay give me some pointers give me some guidance so the first thing is just sort of um, yeah getting um, as much good feedback as you can from people who have earned the right to give that feedback Um, so that's the first thing the second thing I would say is that there's so much advice. You know, you've got to get a good website, you've got to put your marketing out there, you've got to get your show reel together, all this sort of stuff. And so much of that I feel is premature because you, you're so desperate, want to get out there and start earning fees and so on. I think the most fundamental thing by far is to create a product that people want to listen to and gives them a reaction, gives them an emotion that takes them on a journey. So it's finding audiences where you can go and craft, learn your craft and get better and better and better. And once you become good enough, then people will start referring you and uh, you will start, uh, you know, working your way up to the scale. So for me, it all starts with having a really good product
0: great one just follow-on question for that do you think it's really important that you find a lane or a niche and and stick to it when it comes to speaking
1: Uh, the the um it's really hard to um to know what that is off the bat i Mm. mean that finding product market fit isn't it i mean it's like i've done enough startups that you know where you start off is is not where you end up yeah so um yeah it's understanding where the market exists and where that aligns with what is authentically you're all about and that will take some iteration um to find that because the danger is you just go in and plonk yourself on the territory that somebody else is on yeah and that may not be exactly the right fit so it's a process of experimentation and iteration is the is the honest answer it's taken it's taken me quite a while to yeah. iterate forwards and actually I'm, I'm not a million miles off where i started but it's mm-hmm. certainly got some really distinct themes that have come through that weren't there before
0: yeah so don't, so don't try and nail it first time just get out there start speaking about what you're passionate about or what you're an expert in and you'll end up maybe somewhere slightly different at and, the end
1: and also well it's also trying to be in a market where there's demand as well because you yes. get paid for it yeah then it's identifying well which audiences do you want to speak for what do they care about what are the issues for them and there'll be some transitory issues and then there'll be some evergreen issues mm-hmm. thinking into an evergreen issue and then it's like okay what's my angle what's my take on this and uh, yeah finding that out and you'll know because you'll start getting the um, the feedback and the reactions uh, from that so
0: yeah perfect thank you so much so topical question and you've already mentioned that you're you're, you're sat at home now in a little virtual studio um so the 2019 global pandemic pretty much wiped out stage speaking. So how did you personally transition during this period?
1: I know what, I was like, I, 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 I'm not sure I should say this, but I just viewed it as an absolute gift. Yeah. But um, it felt like, okay, the world's just slowed down. Great, mm. let's do some thinking. Mm-hmm. So I launched um, a new business and actually the kernel for two other businesses as well. Incredible. So I went into sort of hyper productive mode unhassled by normal everyday life um, i finished uh, writing a book got that out there and um yeah i just did an insane wow. amount of work and um that has been a, a real launchpad for, for massive acceleration so um yeah no, it was a gift for me
0: Good. <laughs> i love that um and, and clearly during that time you did build this home virtual studio you got the lighting the green screen the cameras um do you think that virtual speaking is here to stay or is the world just going to quickly bounce back to big conferences and, and seminars?
1: So Interestingly, I actually built the studio um, about I completed it about two months before we heard of COVID. So oh, wow. You must have known <laughs> it's that, it was coming. I mean, it's like, it was almost uh, some weird foresight, but yeah. it's an opposite thing um, to do. It's virtual here today, yeah for sure it is like the um why because it works it's a different medium and it's a different format yes i mean the, all the live events i've been doing over the past uh, month or two it's amazing getting people back in the room and the buzz and all that sort of stuff but now that people understand virtual it's not going to go anywhere because it's a really good cost effective way mm-hmm. to get a group of people together no it's not perfect same as everything else but it's part of the mix so uh yeah get used to it it's going to stick around it's my view so
0: yeah, completely agree. Great. Well, thank you so much. We're coming towards the end, um, so I guess the last question from me—a little bit of a curveball—and um, what is the one question that you think I should have asked you today to also bring some great value to our audience?
1: Uh, what's the one question that you should have asked me?
0: Um, that is a
1: curveball question, isn't
0: it? Um, Let's stick within the topic of public speaking and, and, and you know advice that you may give
1: so um i'm veering towards something around um who do i take advice from yeah and who do i learn from mm-hmm. um because i think yeah and maybe sort of yeah what what am i sort of um reading studying learning at the moment yeah right. perfect that'd be great so to find out know. So yeah, so 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 what am I reading, studying, learning at the moment? I mean, my my business is called uh, Big Bold Goals. You can see up there, yeah. and uh, so for me, I'm just fascinated by the uh, massive shifts that are happening in the world right now. So I'm I'm, I'm learning an insane amount about uh, genetics, about uh, longevity, uh, a little bit about uh, DeFi and the things that are happening there, um, uh, clearly a good amount about climate change because we all need to mm-hmm. be aware of that. So all the big trends and the things that are happening because uh, that will affect all of us. Uh, and it's hyper relevant to uh, all of our clients, so if you don't understand what the issues your clients are facing, um then you're not going to serve them very well. so um yeah, stay all over the big the big trends and things that are moving.
0: I love that, yeah, great advice for anybody really looking to get into this world um to stay stay on trend and 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 stay topical with with your um content. So thank you so much again. Last question from me is if people want to either book you as a speaker or find out more where can people connect with you online.
1: Yeah, thank you for that. For the I'd uh, say so, uh, Casper Craven, C A S P A R Craven C R A V E N. Um I'm quite easy to find there's any one of me. There's um so uh, my website caspercraven.com or LinkedIn I'm very active there. So there's two best places.
0: Excellent. What I'll do then is I'll pop those links in the show notes. People can just click on them and they can come and find you online. So Casper, thank you so much again for your time today. I really appreciate you coming along and and clearly sharing such great value with our audience.
1: Yeah, pleasure. Really nice to talk to you. Thanks for the questions.